Cracking everybody, happy Wednesday, 5-18-2022, p.m. Out here in uh, my beautiful room in uh, wonderful Park Ridge, Illinois. Nice to be back home. Honestly, not a beautiful day, though. Freaking 55 degrees, cloudy, rainy. It's not raining anymore, but, uh, you know, it's nothing like the 78-degree, beautiful, perfectly sunny weather we had the other day. Besides the point, we're here for the markets, right? Um, so it was a, uh, it, it was a bloodbath today. Uh, and, uh... You know, unless you're adequately adequately hedged, you probably are looking at your portfolio like, damn, this uh, this is no fun. So uh, I'm gonna, you know, it's uh, it's it's weird. I did a podcast on Friday, and so I'm just gonna do a quick little update, trying to make this one, you know, under 20 minutes. You know, when I try to go under 20 minutes, happens to be usually one of my longer podcasts. But I went and I actually made a, like a very good outline for the podcast. Um, I pulled up all the information in my Word doc. You don't give a crap, okay? You don't give a crap. So let's get right into the details. I'll do my disclaimer here. Student love the markets, not financial advice, not selling any financial products any of that not you know telling you how to trade giving investment advice i'm not a financial advisor just love the markets want to do a little recap um so without further ado let's get into the action so yeah i said it was a freaking bloodbath you think i'm lying the s&p was down four percent the q's nasdaq technology down 4.73 percent dow down 3.57 percent small caps so you know russell 2k market cap less than 2 billion usually unless you know russell doesn't adjust the uh, little portfolio action down 3.56%. Emerging markets down 2.4%. And the VIX was up 18%. We're back above 30, a 30.96 reading on the VIX. And uh, we are in a little bit of a backwardation here if you look at the VIX futures curve. So I'm telling you, people want their insurance. People are going out and buying their uh, put options on the S&P 500, you know, as expected when the S&P is down uh, 4%. And so, yeah, we're back at uh, th- under 4,000 S&P 500. We're back below uh, 12,000, 12, I should say, um, for the NASDAQ. And uh, so, yeah, they're, like, they're pretty big levels and, you know, pretty, pretty nasty sell-off. I mean, you got Jim Cramer out here saying that it was like the worst day he's seen in a while. I don't know why I'm running for saying Jim Cramer on the, on the podcast, but like people on Twitter, my boys that I follow and gals, um, freaking the heck out. So that's just, you know, something we got to be talking about. And it started off today, if you're watching the pre-market action, um, like just terrible. Um, Target is down 20% today off of just absolutely horrible guidance. And, you know, their profit margins were terrible. Um, and Walmart is down 10% plus. And the reason why Target and Walmart are down so much is because their freight costs and the cost of you know, the goods that they're selling in their stores are up so much. And they're saying, look, because the, like the prices are going up so much, we have a dimmer retail outlook. You know, we're not going to be able to sell as much, um, and so therefore we're not going to be able to make as much money. Um, and if you know, I th- it, it, it's a it's a different way of saying what I've been talking about on this podcast here for I don't know maybe a couple months here or there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The demand destruction, and so prices are too high, where people just say. You know, we're not buying. It's a little buyer strike. And so, you know, to bring the demand back, you have to lower prices. And if, But if you do that, <laughs> your margins will shrink. Therefore, your stock price has to go down. And um, so it's kind of like we'll get into, you know, my short oil and what I want to short next. But um, this is why I think and this is why you're seeing commodities take such a hit because um, this dimmer retail outlook. And so... 
the high prices are actually, in a way, as Michael Gaid has been saying, is just stifling inflation, which it, which is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Do I think inflation is going away? Heck no. But it's um, this is what's happening in the marketplace, and this is why Target is down so much. And because of this, so we have the demand destruction because of high prices. So people are buying less. Therefore, if we're consuming less, you know, there's going to be an economic slowdown in growth. So that, like, you know, I guess gives us a nice segue into the bond market. And so, you know, what are what is the long bond pricing in? It's pricing in future growth, okay? Future growth and, you know, <coughs> to some extent inflation, but I would tend to disagree with that um, because we know if the inflation is, you know, 8% and GDP is growing at 5%, well, then you have negative growth, and hence why we have negative um the bond, the thirty-year bond yields, the real yields, actually above zero right now, but I, th- I truly believe it will head lower, and which will be very good for gold, which is a trade we'll get into at the end of the podcast. But it's like, look here, look, the yield curve already inverted, and if we still look at it, you know, right now we closed at uh, three spot zero seven on the thirty-year, so down ten basis points. If you look at the twenty-year, that's down um, ten basis points as well. Where, uh, sorry, I said twenty-year, yeah, three spot two seven. So. 20s and 30s are still inverted, aka big red flag for the economy. Okay, we look at seven seven years at uh, two spot nine one five down eight basis points. Um, and if we go like deeper into the curve, like in the middle of the curve, two year yield we're at two spot six six down three basis points. So actually, if you look at the yield curve itself, it's actually it actually got a little steeper today. Um, and people are like. Well, that's you know that's good. It's not inverted, but we already inverted. We already flattened and inverted. So it's telling you the recession is coming six to nine months down the road. I'm not saying you know the curve can't not the like, curve could invert again, and you know we could see long bonds completely collapse and short bonds you know really hold their place. But my my whole point with this statement is. You know, the long bonds are coming in quite a bit and short rates are not. So short rates, you know, are more tied to, you know, the federal funds rate, you know, what we believe the Fed's going to do. And I'll get into Jerome Powell's, you know, highlights from his um, meeting yesterday. It's like, look, the long bond is telling you growth is slowing rapidly, rapidly. And what does that mean? Well, that means, look, oil, the price of oil is going to have to come in if growth is slowing. Bonds and oil are very inversely correlated so they're correlated with bond yields so if yields are spiking aka bonds are selling off then crude actually and that gas usually do quite well but with a second yield start falling off a cliff oil starts falling off a cliff and this is one of the like my main ideas why i wanted why i bought puts on crude and why i'm continuing to hold them and we'll get into the trade later on of what, I'm, what i want to put on and you know we have strict parameters of why when we're going to put this trade on in a certain price points, and if we don't get it, there's always another trade. But the whole point is, it's like that is something we're watching out for. And to shed some more light on this, it's like when I see the yields coming in and the stock market selling off 4% and bonds catching a massive bid. I mean, TLT was up 2%, which is a long bond. And the one year, uh, sorry, 10 year bond was up a little over 1%. So it's like, well, what does that tell me? Well, it tells me that, you know, this is wrong, but in the average person's eye, bonds are doing their spot in the portfolio. People sell bonds, sell socks, and flock to bonds, okay? But if I saw bonds and stocks getting sold together, I would know it's doomsday. I would know it's, uh, 
it's all over for the markets, okay, which you were seeing in 2020, and that's when the Fed had to come step in. And Jay Powell is probably seeing this today, and he's like, oh, heck yeah, we love that, man. We love that. People selling stocks and not, and actually, and people actually flocking to bonds. So you kind of got this safety trade going on. You know, the dollar's above uh, almost near 104, like 103 spot 81 in the close, and up 80 basis points. So it's like, okay, you know, safety trade, 100%. And, you know, bonds actually catching a bit. That's good. High yield got sold off, which, you know, it shows you some stress in the market. But corporate credit, um, you know, proxy for it, you know, any bond rated above, um, uh, sorry, I think it's above a B, B plus would be in investment grade corporate credit. Um, LQD is a nice proxy for that. But, <clears throat> those actually caught a bid and those tend to be, you know, move with treasuries. So, you know, good sign if we're thinking, you know, 60-40 portfolio market functioning, okay? So, you know, that's like kind of like what I'm thinking. It's like, this cannot be the big one. This is just a panicked selling day. Um, and so I'm not com- overall completely bearish on the whole market, okay? So that is my thoughts on the bond market, how we're reacting midweek. And, you know, I'm long TLT. I've been getting killed on the trade, but I'm long via stock. I have a bunch of, like, my average is 120. So we're chilling. And, you know, TLT closed at 117 today. I'd like to keep that up. And I just, like, have a little picture of uh, the U.K. bond yield. It's like U.K. bond yields, they're still inverted. The 15 and 30-year it has a is is inverted right now. So I mean, flashing complete problems here in in the UK market. You know, their inflation hit forty percent highs um, for UK inflation today. The pound is getting absolutely just pounded. Shout out to Ash Bennington said that one today on the Real Vision Daily uh, briefing meeting. I like that one. The pound is getting pounded, um, and I mean, it sounded like at least twenty percent on the year against the dollar. Um, there's all these problems with Brexit coming on, a lot of problems in the Eurozone with inflation. I mean, as you've seen, you know, we've talked about this in the podcast before, the Euro is getting absolutely killed against the dollar. It was trading at like, you know, one spot two, and now it's at one spot oh four. So we can see, you know, ne- nearing parity. If you don't know what parity is, it's, you know, when currencies are worth the same. So if the Euro dollar, Euro versus the dollar is trading at one, then it's at parity, you know, two security, two currencies being equal. Um, and that's just you know major red flags. We haven't seen uh, Euro parity since early two thousands, and um, I don't know if the pound dollar went to parity. Um, that would be absolutely crazy. But you know anything's possible because the USD shift or USD Swiss franc, for lack of better words, uh, hit parity the other day. Um, meaning you know the Swiss franc is usually a lot stronger than the dollar as it's viewed as a safe haven against the dollar. You know, Swiss bank and all that um, used to be tied to gold. All, they, we, I could do a whole podcast on the Swiss franc, but you know it was at ninety three basis points before the war, and now it's trading at ninety two uh, dollars per franc. Um, sorry, sorry, ninety eight dollars um, per franc. It hit parity the other day, but this is what I, like my main point. What I really wanted to talk about, and um, another thing, it's like. The euro JPY, so euro versus yen, was down 1.5% today. The Aussie dollar versus the yen was down 2%. And so Aussie is, you know, big, big exporter of commodities. And uh, also USD Canadian dollar up 61 basis points. Canadian dollar proxy for commodities, but it's getting killed against the dollar. And so it's like, 
I do not want to own commodities here. People are showing, telling you that prices are too high and there's going to be demand destruction. And so, it, you know, commodities got crazily overbought in March. I'm not saying it was for a bad reason because you know how much of a bull I am on the commodities because we know at one point the dollar will fall quite a bit. And we know, I swear, my, I'm in my room right now. I'm just kind of walking around. Someone like, must have thrown a rock at my door or something. There's like cracks on my window. Anyway... This, regardless, besides the point, I just, you know, do a little tangent, you know, a little, kind of have some comedic relief because there's some big boy stuff we're talking about here. So it's like overcorrected the upside. And I knew a lot of people who were long on that. And, you know, I had obviously commodities are core holding my portfolio. And, you know, we have the long term, we have the trading. But it's like I didn't buy any commodities pre Russia. In fact, I mistakenly shorted crude oil too early. I broke even on it, luckily, because it was crazy volatile. Besides the point, the whole point here is is when I see the Aussie dollar getting killed against the J- Japanese yen, and when I see the yen versus the dollar actually coming in today, you look at USD JPY down 1%, it's like, huh, the safe haven is the yen. The safe haven is the Swiss franc. The Swiss franc was up 80 cents against the dollar today, contrary to what's been going on for the past month. So people are selling dollars and going into safe haven currencies. And that's a good sign for me, in my my opinion, because if there's serious, crazy stress in the financial system, people wouldn't be flocking to safe havens. They'd be flocking to the dollar because the dollar is the ultimate safe haven. So you know, the yen, going into the yen, going into the franc is more of a speculative play. Like, yes, I'm going to go in here because the dollar may go down, but um, it's really it's the safer choice. It's just like flocking to, flocking to bonds. It's like, you know, bonds, yes, they're going to collapse because it's a debt bubble, but people going in and buying them, thinking they're safe, the illusion of safety is is showing you that the whole thing hasn't fallen apart just yet. And when I see, you know, commodities, like commodity countries such as the Aussies or the Canadians, their currency um, going down quite a bit against the dollar, I'm like, okay, well, then this is a sign that gold, that's not gold, really, because it'd be different. It's a little different because people are flocking into, um, I hate when I get texts when I'm doing the podcast, um, I'm talking about crude, I'm talking about nat gas, I'm talking about copper, I'm talking about iron ore, I'm talking about steel. You know, these type of commodities are, have already gotten killed quite a bit. And, you know, I think that there could be more downside, especially with these moves in the currency, what it's telling you. Um, I mean, unless you start getting a massive pump of liquidity. I mean, of course, when China comes back online, these commodities are going to move. <laughs> We're going to have some serious, serious inflation problems. I mean, you know, China's completely shut down. They have the worst economic data like ever their industrial output was down like you know five percent or something like that. it was like six point eight percent um over um the past year so you know china's completely shut down i saw there was not a single car sold in shanghai okay over the past month zero economic activity nothing moving prices have to fall and so I guess like that's a that's a pretty good recap. So I mean, people are freaking out today. People are nervous and all that. And it's like I see the points, but the whole thing is is just like, well, are you like the treasuries are doing their job? They're 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 risk off trade. And if treasuries weren't working as a risk off trade, I'd think okay, the financial system may collapse at like some point. And the Fed's gonna do something. But they're just doing their job. The safe haven currency is doing their job. And one thing I want to note here and why I don't think 
but I think that you may actually have a big problem is the uh, Japanese tenure is uh, at 24, basically 25 basis points, and that's where they're trying to cap the Japanese tenure. So is the BOJ going to come out and do more yield curve control tonight or tomorrow? I don't know. If that happens, then watch out because the USD JPY is going to start skyrocketing again, um, which could be you know show you a lot of stress in the financial system. That's another quick thought. And then, okay, I got to do a little Jay Powell highlight for you what happened yesterday. So Powell came up and said, what I need to see is inflation coming down in a clear and convincing way. And we're pushing, like, and we're going to keep pushing until we see that. So he's telling you, we're going to hike the fuck out of, oh, sorry, I'm too deep in the podcast to go and cut that out. We're going to hike the heck out of interest rates until something goes down. Meaning, he's going to hike interest rates and that's going to slow growth, meaning the long end will come down. He may even say, F it, we're going to have to invert the yield curve. But, you know, he's, it's a, the Fed's a political institution. Then you have oil prices come down to please Biden and, you know, get the Democrats elected again. Or if it was Republican, it'd be the same thing. But it's just like, you know, that's his job. He needs to control prices. And so by bringing the long-term interest rates down, then it'll probably collapse commodity prices, which is exactly what he wants. And now if you collapse asset prices a little too much, there's a whole debate if there is a Fed put or not. I can't tell you the answer, but... I mean, I tend to believe, yes, he'll come in and save the day. They will provide some kind of liquidity, and that's when you go risk on. But for now, I mean, um, buying stocks, I think, you know, you, you'll get dead cat bounces and stuff. I do not think it's as bad as everyone's saying there is, it is. But, you know, um, and Powell even says these markets are orderly and they're functioning. Some volatile days and volatile markets, but so far I see us getting through this very fairly well. I mean, Powell did say in like October of 2018, he's on autopilot and I keep keep hiking. The market crashed 20% in like two months. And then he pivoted and said, actually, you know what? We're going to have to, you know, stop the taper and maybe look at slowing growth next year. So we may have to reverse course market rallied. Um, So that's something I said. Bond market knows he will break SHIT equals yields lower, equals slower growth, equals lower commodity prices. In my opinion, a little risk on action. You know, people may rotate back into tech, which I've been talking about for a while. Maybe a little early, but it's never wrong to be early. So we talked about my trades the other day. Friday, I was, you know, I was long volatility, I was short volatility, long paramount stock and short crude. I put on the short crude trade on Monday because crude hit 82. Trade's doing well in the green. We're going to hold on to it for a bit here as I think there's more downside for oil. We'll see how that works out. You know, we got risk management purposes in play. Went long paramount stock, which was really nice because Warren Buffett decided to go long last quarter. And so that announcement, you know, had the stock price go up 15% yesterday, only down 2% today. The S&P was down 4 So it's like, you know, we love to see that. And I didn't sell only because I believe that if, you know, we do see this dead cat bounce um, or, you know, start to see a relief rally in the S&P 500, um, that, um, what's it called? That Paramount will continue to do well. My price target is 33. We're trading at 31.50 on the close today. So it's like, you know, I want to hit 33 a little higher. 33, I'll take some off the table. 35 is a very likely target for it. But, you know, not advice or anything. I'm just telling you what I think. And so that's what I have on right now. I sold my short vol for some decent profits on Monday because I was like, look, dude, I was short vol for the, you know, to see volatility come in. The VIX went from like 35 to like 24. I was like, I'm out. (laughs) VIX could could spike at any moment because these markets are nuts. Um, 
And so the trade I'm looking at putting on is short natty gas. And I said last podcast, I was looking to long it. I was looking to long it at 25 bucks. And it didn't go to 25. It kept rallying. It went to 28. And, you know, there's this major resistance level in natural gas around, you know, eight, nine dollars, you know, eight fifty, eight thirty is a big level. And, you know, I'm like looking at what's ha- what's happening in yields. I'm like, I know that this will really hurt that gas. So I'm looking to buy puts on it. And, you know, I want to get puts on it. Twenty eight fifty is preferred. Uh, the, the lowest price I'll buy puts on it is twenty eight bucks. So I got 50 cent buffer. So we'll see how it opens up in the morning. But, you know, right now I got other trades on. So that's just what I'm looking at. And, you know, you always got to manage your risk. You know, you always have to have a hedge. It's all about capital preservation. So the way we're going to hedge it out is uh, with long gold. You know, with yields falling, real rates coming in, that's really good for gold. That's when gold does the best. And real rates have been going up. But today, you know, and what's been going on, real rates actually have taken a little bit of a breather. Gold's, you know, found its footing, got caught off that 1800 support level, rocking about 1820-ish right now on the price of gold. If the Fed pivots... Gold will skyrocket. The market gets a relief rally. Gold will do quite well. And commodities will as well. I mean, I'm short crude and I'm short nat gas because they're the most rate sensitive. But it's like, you know, I'm getting ready to go long on these metals and start accumulating a bunch. I already have a good amount, but, you know, they've gotten killed. I'm talking like copper down 20 plus percent, steel down 20 plus percent, gold miners down more than that. (laughs) So, um, that's what I'm looking at here. That's what I wanted to talk about today for the market. Um, it's wild, but I mean, look, you know, the S&P needs a hold above at least 3840. If we break 3840, look the heck out below. Don't want to get too excited here, but it's like, I think big panic, big panic trade day today. Okay. Big problem, big panic trade today, but the market uh, is move, is functioning properly. People are flocking to bonds. People are flocking to safe haven currency. It's not just the dollar. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Market never fails to disappoint. You know, be, be careful. Don't, don't be only looking at stocks. Got to be looking at the fixed income. Got to be looking at the currencies. Those will tell you the way. And uh, yeah, you know, always keep your head on the swivel. Thanks for listening and uh, have a good one, guys.